Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Tech Finds, episode 18. Um, uh, today, I'm your host, Colin Gallagher, and as usual, I'm joined by my compatriots in wine and tech, Scott Delandy. Hey, hey. And Melissa Gurney-Green. Hello, hello, hello. Um, and we're covering you coast to coast in the U.S. Um, um, Melissa on the West Coast, Scott on the East Coast, me in the flyover country. Um, and we have a pretty interesting episode for you tonight. Um, tonight we are doing bubbly wine. Um, and I gave the crew a mission last week to come up with something interesting for a bubbly wine, not just your typical cuvee. And so we'll see what people came up with. And then for tech, we're going to talk about tech that we want to see revitalized. We're going to be tech necromancers and sort of, you know, wish technology back into existence. Um, but first and foremost, let's get on with the wine because that's what it's all about. And by the way, guys, I totally needed this today. It's been a kick-ass week and an even worse day and so i've had a great this great bottle sitting here and i'm looking forward to drinking with you and relaxing and geeking out a bit but wait a minute it was a short week it was only a four-day week yeah so that made it even worse okay all right so you're, still... you're trying to you're trying to cram gotcha. five days worth of shit in a four-pound bag right? okay yeah all right <laughs> that's yeah. exactly it. got it especially yeah. when you're running every, a team every... like every every one-on-one reschedules like <laughs> you're still gonna do it all <laughs> And everybody comes back expecting to be raring and ready to go and, you know, all the things they forgot about that popped into their mind while they were, you know, relaxing over the weekend. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I will say this, and I know we have to get into the wine. I do feel an awakening this week. All of a sudden, like, everybody just were like, hey, we got to we're, we're, we're back to work because it was yep. quiet mm -hmm. those last couple of weeks of August. But definitely this week, it, it, it felt like, you know, there was just you mm -hmm. know, way more going on than, than the last couple of weeks. So anyway, go ahead. No, we didn't do a picture either, Scott. Do you want to do a picture first? You want me to do the picture? Well, I was going to spare the audience. Um, no, it's okay. fine. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. You know, all right. You ready? I want to get my mm -hmm. T-shirt in. Yes, I noticed the T-shirt. Yes. I know you noticed the T-shirt. <laughs> it looks brand new, Scott. <laughs> As a matter of fact, it came right out of the box. Brand new. Never once. <laughs> Smelled a little musty, but... <laughs> throw back bad. to the cloud defender conversation oh god i think we covered so that already since scott is fiddling with his phone what are you drinking tonight uh, i'm gonna probably mispronounce this but Brixinet, um ice cuvee it's um from catalonia mm. and i felt like i was missing spain a little bit so so um mm -hmm. jumped on it and it's it's pretty nice it's a little sweeter than i prefer but um, it's got this nice kind of peachy taste that's also a little tart, so um, so it calms down the sweetness a bit. Cool. I have a you? I have a uh, a domain Caneros, so it is a um, to me it's a brute, so it's basically a, a what I would consider a, a champagne. Um, it was actually a uh, a gift. It was from uh, our one of our biggest fans, uh, Lawrence Simpson sent this to me. I had a uh, service anniversary at the beginning of the summer and her being the wonderful, thoughtful person that she is, she sent me this lovely bottle and I had it in the fridge and I was like, I don't want to just waste it, right? I want to make sure that if I drink it, we're doing something, you know, fun around that. So when we came up with the idea last week, it was like, oh, this is a no brainer because I have one ready to go and I'm dying to try it so uh it's good it's hold, yeah oh, i'm sorry I'll, I'll, hold I'll hold the bottle up yeah, yeah. hold the bottle up you know hold the glass up oh, it's, it's, it's a white it's, yeah, okay, it's yeah it's white it's white and i'm just okay, using okay, a regular okay. wine glass just because okay, i cool. need something okay. for volume versus you know yeah. kind of the um the aesthetics of the yeah. the thin mm -hmm. crystal glass so um but good i i mean i don't really drink a lot of sh uh, sparkling wines anyway 
Um, you know, unless it's like an occasion. So maybe once a year around New Year's, you know, we'll, we'll get a bottle and, you know, we usually get, you know, too, too, uh, too late in the evening to enjoy it. So it usually ends up not getting drank on New Year's Eve. And it's, it's there until right around now, you know, September time frame. And we remember, hey, where'd that bottle come from? We're running low on everything else. Let's go ahead and uncork it, right? And the uncorking is the best part because it's like a, you know, little explosion. You never it's know if there's going to be... You don't know if you're going to get that volcano effect or not. So, um, so no volcano. You don't do a good. You don't do a good Sunday morning mimosa. Uh, I do if I'm out. I don't normally do that at home. No. If I'm going to do something at home, I would normally go for a a good um, spicy gunky um, um, bloody mary. Bloody yeah. mary. Bloody mary. Bloody mary. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 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 No. I I just find that I'm normally a bloody used to be a bloody mary person, but I've been since COVID. I've been a little bit more on the Sunday morning. Um, mimosa. Mimosa, thank you. God, my head's it's fried. fine. I've, mimosa, I've been yeah. right there with you. I've, I've got uh, ice mimosa, in mine, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and and I've, I've been doing it sort of Hawaii style with pineapple juice. And Ooh. That's, it's, it's sort of my favorite. There's a place in Mountain View, um, if you ever get back there, um, that does a great Sunday brunch. Uh, there's a small chain. Um, it's a burger chain called Eureka. Okay. Um, and they're in California and other places too. Um, they have a a, a ginger they make their own fresh ginger extract and they do a ginger uh, mimosa which is to die for so at some point i'm gonna get creative but for me it's being lazy on a sunday morning the problem with making a bloody mary is i want to make a nice bloody mary and it takes a lot of steps to do it and the garnish and everything else whereas pour champagne pour, pour one of those little things of dole pineapple juice in and you're good to go there, there are Fair. some good, there are some good mixes out there. So there's, yeah. a, there's a couple that I, I like. I don't remember the names off of the top of my head, but there's a couple that I'll go to. But you're right. All you need is, you know, you need a couple of olives, you know, a couple, of, maybe a, um, a mozzarella stuffed jalapeno, mm -hmm. and then if you got a slab of bacon left over from the morning, you just, you just drop that in there and mm -hmm. some wilted piece of celery somebody bought like a month ago, thinking we were going to eat oh. celery, right? Mercy. <laughs> so yeah, this thing it bends Save like a rubber band. <laughs> you stick it in there. It's only there for the look. It's there for the shove, for the picture. Shove it in ice cold water helps. <laughs> the, the tip from Halloween. Shove it in ice cold water. Uh, all right. Uh, duly yeah. noted. Duly noted. So yeah. the next time you so this see is my, what I'm drinking tonight. Oh, look at you. It's red. It's red. Yes. I it's almost red. went yes. red. Yeah. I wanted to go. So I wanted to go red because I wanted to do something different. Um, that's what, I knew what I wanted in my head, but of course I could couldn't get it in um, because the vineyard one doesn't ship. So I found something else, and I was really excited about this. It's an adventure for me. Um, this is a Burgundy. It's a bubbly Burgundy. Ooh, how is um, it? It's really good. Um, it's uh, you know it's a little lighter because of the the wine making process to get it that way, but it's really nicely done. Um, so, it's not, it's, um, it's a bit, you know, tart and, you know, it's, it's slightly, it's not really sweet. It's like, maybe you could say semi-sweet, but barely sweet. Um, certainly drinkable. Um, I got turned on to sparkling reds because this place I've mentioned in California that, um, uh, Pachetti, they do a, a brute Zinfandel, Ooh. which is really nice. Um, and so this is, this is a little bit different, a little lighter, a little, again, a little, little a hint sweeter, but really nice. Uh, and what I like about this one is this is done with the ancient method. And so this gave this I bought this so I could I could be a wine geek and talk about the methods for making bubbly wine. Yay! <laughs> uh, of course, there's always a, a, a subtle thing. So um, 
you know, the, the, tr the, the method that what you guys are drinking is, is probably the method champenoise. There, there are four plus or minus, there's some variations on the primary methods for making bubbly wine. There's the, there's the method champenoise where you, um, you do it in two stages, right? You take the, um, you, you, you ferment in, in a barrel, etc. You take it out, you put the wine in bottles, and then you add yeast and sugar into the bottles for a secondary fermentation. That creates the bubbles. And then we talked about this before, Melissa, right? Where you, you flip it up, sit down, you freeze it, et cetera, right? Yeah. Um, that's the method champenoise. Um, and by the way, I did look this up because when we were talking about that, I couldn't remember what you, because remember when you freeze it, you take that portion of the wine out because it has the leaves in it. They actually mm -hmm. add wine back to it. That's where they do. So they fill back up so you don't get a half, half bottle. Um, and then the, the sort of, then there's the way. In, so that's how traditional champagne method is made, which is quite, it's called the method champenoise um, that they, you know, invented a couple hundred years ago. Um, there's the, there's a different method that they use for Prosecco and others, other wines. And some of the, the bubbles, the nature of the bubbles change between them as well. So you can sort of tell somewhat the so um they they actually do a secondary fermentation not in the bottle like they do with the Michel champenoise where you have to turn the bottle every, you know all the time they do the secondary fermentation in the tank so prosecco and those they do a secondary fermentation in the tank uh, and then they bottle it after that so it's already bubbly while they're doing it there so that gives it a, a slightly different bubbly flavor um you know sort of um more, more bubbles um a little bit, but also slightly smaller and, you know, a little bit more crisper on the palate because you don't have it sitting on the lees in the bottle all the time, building up some of those other flavors, right? So it, more, it tends to take more fresh um, and it tends to have a bit more of, um, you know, some of those secondary yeast flavors because it sits on those in the tank. This is the method ancien, which is the ancient method, which is sort of how, the, or the ancestral method for how they used to do it, which is they don't do that full secondary um they do sort of it's sort of a little bit like the the method champenoise where they take it out of the first out of the, the the barrels put it in the bottle but they don't add sugar and yeast to it they let it naturally ferment in there so they don't kill the yeast off with a with a sulfate or anything just let the yeast in the bottle and they let it sit um you know, they sort of pause the fermentation in the tank and then transfer to the bottles as opposed to stopping the fermentation in the tank and then restarting it in the bottles. So um, it produces fewer bubbles, much smaller bubbles, um, really nice uh, method, um, which I'm, I'm probably, I've actually never, I don't think I've ever had it before this way. So it's a really nice experience and unlikely. And then the last method is the way is a forced carbonation method for the really cheap wines. Um, but no, there, actually, I, I did some research today. So I always knew of four, but there is a fifth. Um, where you actually pump CO2 into a tank and you force carbonate it and you got to absorb the CO2 bubbles. Hmm. Um, that's how they do beer, by the way. Beer is made exactly that way. They brew beer and they force. So it's, it's they basically take the beer carbonation methods and do it that way. Apparently, I did some research because I, I wanted to figure out what the ancestral method actually did. There's a Russian method. <laughs> of course there <laughs> which is. I, yeah, yes. Which is that apparently, next time? Yeah, apparently is a, yeah, it's apparently a completely strange method. Where it's, they basically keep adding stuff to the tank and taking it out, right? Of course they do. Um, yeah, and it's sort of like, yeah. And then they, they apparently use, like, they put wood in so that the dead yeast floats and stick to the wood somehow so they don't have to filter it. It sounds really complex and whatever, but yeah. It's like the, Russian, it's like the Russian dolls, right? The ones that you open yeah, it up and there's yeah, another one in yeah. there? Yeah, kind of the same yeah. thing. It's funny. So there's a continuous method. The Russians do a continuous method, but apparently only they do it. You get a little bit of it in Germany and Portugal as well, apparently. So, yeah, so anyway. So, so cheers, guys. Here, it, it, absolutely, cheers. We made it yeah. through another week. Yay. Yeah. I used to, um, 
you know, I used to like a lot of bubbles, but then I had bad experience with bubbles and keynotes, so I stick away from bubbles now. That's a that's <laughs> oh, a that's a, th- no. that's a throwback to a previous but episode. Yes. So anyway, yes. uh, yeah. anyway, we should actually play a drinking game with our audience. We should like do something where like you know, every time we reference an old episode, you you do you you, you, you take a gulp, you drain your glass. But that should be a penalty. Yeah. We, that right there is a reward every time that you're. Oh yeah, I guess yeah. So that would. Um, that would work. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I am drinking out of a, I have these large, you know, wine glass, I mean, champagne glasses, the champagne flutes, um, because I, I got them specifically for making mimosas. Um, so you can actually do, do a decent amount because I hate the small ones. I, think, I used to have some fa- fancy, I, I, funky ones, but they all got broken. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm doing just a regular kind of a, a wine mm. glass, a stemless wine glass, because, um, I have champagne glasses, but they're they don't they don't they don't um, provide the volume that I thought I was going to need for the episode, so I needed to go with something a little more bulk. I That's do, why you gotta get the you gotta get the big ones like this. I well, you know what? If I start See, drinking, yeah, yeah, I'll have to look into the the, the sparkling reds kind of uh, going forward. But um, I got a, a really nice um, um, company branded um, Yeti tumbler, um, and so I've been using that a lot to drink wine out of and it's been pretty good because it, you know especially if the wine's chilled it'll keep it um, cool, yeah. yeah so especially being outside and yeah. it being warm and just wanting to sip it yeah. but it didn't feel right um putting something carbonated like a like a champagne into something that was stainless steel steel yeah so I, would, I, yeah, yeah. I thought that that would be uh as as some would say gauche so i uh, oh i forgot to mention what the name of this is by the way sorry it's ali boit boit il est Bouvers. So Bouvers, I know, means drinkers. So it's it's Ali Boitboit and the 40 drinkers. Um, but I don't know what Boitboit means, and I tried looking it up, and I couldn't find it. It looks like a, a throwback bottle of uh, grape soda, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> That's the aesthetics of it. Yeah, Just the, the, yeah. the, the label. The label, because it doesn't look oh, like the label, a, oh, Yeah, because yeah, oh. it looked like a painted-on label, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it looks like chalk, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. It's cool. cool. You didn't buy it because of the label, did you? No, I bought it because of because it was it was a burgundy style, but it was sparkling, and and then the, then the secondary thing was the method, yep. Yeah. And it was only twenty it was twenty three bucks, twenty two ninety nine, so not bad. Not bad. Mine was thirty two, so uh, and it was a gift, but I did look it up because I knew I know we usually talk uh, talk um, yeah. price points. Yeah, and this was also imported by some, by an importer in Cincinnati, so which is like I get it local here. So yeah. Cool. Yeah. But um, yeah. But again, it's it's yeah, it's nice because it's not a traditional burgundy. It doesn't have to be controlled and stamped. It's sort of a unofficial burgundy. It's not the traditional burgundy method. It's a sparkling burgundy. I got gotcha. um, Cool. I gotcha. oh, yep. Well, good. Um, so what else is on the docket for tonight? Well, like I said, we we got to talk about technology that died too soon, or that we think sh- you know should have made a com- should make a comeback, or stuff we just you know lament and miss. Okay. Who's gonna go first? You go first. Go All right, I'll go first. Let me let yeah. me go first. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so there was a process this week. So uh, over the weekend, um, I went and I made a slight upgrade to the um, sound system at the house. Right. So I had we talked about this the uh, the Bose soundbar with the um, mm-hmm. with the big subwoofer, mm-hmm. and I went and I got the um, the surround speakers just because it, it it didn't you know listening to a movie I just it didn't feel like it it filled the room in terms of the uh, the sound. So I went out and I made an investment. And I got these Bluetooth speakers, and they're really nice. And the folks over at Bose are awesome. 
uh, you go in and you, you talk to them. They're extremely helpful. And I, I never, I never get the feeling that they're trying to sell me something. Mm-hmm. So they'll, you know, they'll give me their opinions, which I find extremely refreshing. But anyway, I got the speakers and I, and I put them in and, um, you know, I started listening to the, my usual go-to to find out how well things sound. And so I started going down, not just listening to songs, but I started pulling albums, right? So I, you know, I did the usual back in black just to see, okay, can I get the windows vibrating and have the neighbors kind of look over and say, what the hell's going on over there on a, you know, Tuesday night or whenever it was. Um, a couple other ones, but but I played um, I played uh, Rush and it was 2112. And I was like, oh my God, I haven't heard this album, you know, forever. And I remember putting it on and it sounded amazing. I listened to the whole thing. It's a pretty, pretty short album. And I remember, you know, I had it on vinyl and it was like, you know what I miss about the vinyl is that when you would listen to something like this, you know, sound quality aside, you actually had a physical piece of basically artwork that you could look at, right? It was a thing where, you know, you knew who, who the producer was, you, you know, you got to see the, the artwork that was selected for the, for the album cover and the things that were in the, in the, in the sleeve jackets. And you, you knew all the names of the performers in the band because everything was there. And then, you know, there were, there were lyrics. And, I, and then I got to wondering, I said, well, I wonder, you know, how, this has got to be a really rare album now, right? I bet you, you know, to go find a, a 2112 on vinyl, they probably want, you know, hundreds and hundreds of dollars for it. And I pull it up, and I was shocked. It was about twenty bucks. Now they're the they're they're not the ones that were produced in you know 1979 when the album came out. So these things are you know basically pressed in the, in the last few years. But I was really really surprised by how inexpensive it would be to buy you know a physical vinyl record. So of course I was sitting on the deck, and I was you know almost to 2112, and you know I was in a couple glasses of wine. And I said, you know who's going to appreciate this story? Melissa. So I went ahead and I ordered her off uh, 2112, and apparently she got it because she sent me a text asking if I had ordered the album. And I didn't want to say anything because I wanted to save the story for the uh, for the podcast tonight. Mm-hmm. And I know she had mentioned previously that she was you know with her drum set and everything. You know, listening to Neil Peart back in the day was one of the inspirations. So I didn't think that she would have um, a record player. Matter of fact, I know she has the Pink Floyd album that's above her uh, office and above her desk in her office. So I said, oh, maybe if I, you know, oh, is that it right there? Yep, there it is. Oh, that's it. No, that's <laughs> Farewell to Kings. That's a different this album. This is Farewell to Kings. Um, Twenty One Twelve is right over here next to it. I haven't moved it yet, but you, yeah. but you didn't you I didn't already the albums behind me based on my mood. Okay, but, but I you... didn't already have Twenty One Twelve. Oh, and all right. Super okay. duper appreciate it. So okay, thank you. good. No, no, no. I saw it and I was like, twenty bucks. I'm all in. This will give me five extra minutes of airtime on the podcast. So I thought it was good value. So that's why I thought it would go in on that one. And yes, I still have my record player from junior high. Are you going to play? Are you going to play it? Does it, does it, does it, does it yes. work and have you used it? It, it works. I, I use it when, it, when I'm in the mood for, uh, for records, um, which isn't, hasn't been often lately, but I, I've been feeling it. So, so it's coming. And again, I'm not doing it because it's like, you know, oh, I like to hear the pops and the crackles and all that. It's like, you know, I just want it to sound good. Right. And again, the system that I have right now, everything sounds really good. Um, it was more of just having something to, to physically hold and to be able to look at as you're looking at the songs versus looking it up on Wikipedia and, you know, yeah. whatever the lyrics are and things like that. I, I mean, I remember the liner notes and opening and the full story of some of the great experiences. I remember that. It was just, yeah. Yeah. 
the problem is that the record player doesn't plug into any of my devices yep. anymore. I, right? I was just going to ask you, like, do you have a way to, to hook it into your into your distribution system? Like, I, I have one. I want to get into my Sonos, and I can't. I, I mean, you'd probably have to get something for, for Bluetooth or something like that in order to, mm. to, you know, I'm sure there's a way, right? Because there's got to be audio files out there that are spending way yeah. too much money on, on this stuff, and they've got this massive collection of vinyl that they want to play, and so there's got to be some magical yeah. device that you can yeah. plug in. Yeah, the problem with that is, though, I mean, I think I could probably figure it out. The problem is then you're changing albums one at a time, and you're not, you know, what I like about some of these systems, you can play anything from anywhere. So uh, you, yeah. just yeah. Name, you just name the song. You don't even need to know the name of the song. You yeah. just have to be kind yeah. of close to what you think the song is. And yeah. nine, out, nine out of ten times, the, yeah. uh, your home assistant will find it for you. Uh -huh. So. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it, Melissa. Hopefully it was a, a nice little surprise when you opened it up and you were like, what psychopath sent me 2112? <laughs> I was pretty sure I knew because you were all over Snapchat with 2112. That's uh, right. I was. Yes. I forgot about that. Okay. So, so I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's Scott, but just in case I'm going to ask. And of course you were rotten and didn't answer me. But thank no, you. I, because like I don't like talking about any of this stuff. Like I know I sent Colin a dead puller over the weekend. <laughs> and it got delivered because I got a notification, and I was so tempted to text him to say, "What what dent are you gonna pull out first? Mm -hmm. Right? But I was like, "No, I gotta save it. I save it for Thursday night." So anyway, did you get the dent puller, Colin? I did get the dent puller. I, I did try and use it briefly on Saturday. It didn't quite work on the dent I have, but I could go back and see. It didn't seem to make a good enough seal, so is there, I have to go figure out if there are any tips or tricks to do that. Uh, it, again, it was a six dollar dent puller, so I wouldn't okay. expect you know if you if you're looking for a major collision repair. This is uh, no, no. This is a dent where something fell into the car, but it's on a, it's on a curve. Oh, so if it's got a, yeah, I found that too. If it has a like a crease, like kind of a, like a crinkle, uh, unless yeah. it's like a big one where you can get like a good like you know pull yeah. on it to, to try and straighten it out. But it's mm -hmm. all right. I mean, for six bucks, it, it made my dent look a lot better, so I was I was happy with it. I don't feel that I need to take it in to get it fixed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, good. Everybody got their gifts. I'm so happy. Yay. <laughs> See, we talked about this, how 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 that Amazon has changed my life because these random things come in and they're yeah. like so easy. It's like one button push. I have everybody's addresses there, so everyone is always getting like all this bizarre stuff all the time. Oh, that's funny. So, Melissa, what what is your first tech that you miss, lament, wish to revive? Polaroids, man. Mm. <laughs> Good one. I, I want a photo that can't live on the cloud, please. Yeah. Just one time. <laughs> Every it's... once in a while, some things should just be savored in the moment they're in, without without risk of them getting out to the masses. And I know, I know, we've had those times together, um, yeah. celebrating after various mm -hmm. events where it's like, in this moment, yes, a picture, but no, if it's going to live on the cloud. So, <laughs> so yeah, um, Polaroids. Yes, because no, cool. when you when you hit delete on those, they are permanently deleted because you're basically yep. destroying. It's the it's the Iron Mountain equivalent of document management, right? Exactly. Put put yes. it in, put it in a bin <laughs> and just burn it. Yeah. yeah, and the funny thing is, I, I was actually thinking the opposite of that recently because there's a picture I have that when I was in the Navy that was taken in a Polaroid, and my dad had it, and I was asking my mom to go through you know some of his stuff to find it. She can't find it. I was like, damn it, you know. Again, it's it's gone, but you know probably. So yeah, but you're right. There there are use cases for that. Yeah, it's interesting. They, Good. They also go bad over time, so yeah, it's like time, yeah. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you know? I was reading something like five six years ago that um, the formula for the Polaroid film has been lost. 
Are you serious? Yeah. I had no idea. Um, yeah, because there, there are aficionados, people who still have the original Polaroid cameras and, and swear by them. Mm -hmm. But there's a whole black market for people who make their own film um, and, and, and sell it because, and the and people, you know, the official form has been lost. They've tried it with, with going back to Polaroid and they don't have it anymore. And so it's, you know, that, that recipe for that self-developing film has been lost. And so it's, it's a shame. Hmm. Yeah, that is a shame. They, they did come out for a while with, remember they came out with the small ones where it took the little kitty pictures, like, you know. I have uh, a little kitty the, picture, the, the, yeah. The old, the old QuickTime, remember, remember when QuickTime movies were that size? <laughs> Dating yourself, yeah. It's a thumbnail <laughs> you know, picture. Post isn't it? Size stamp, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like two posters next yeah. to each other, yes. Yeah, uh, but yeah, you could do those, yeah. Cool. Yeah, quick Google search says to take a Polaroid picture and the cost of the film, it's about two bucks a photo. Is kind of what you're looking at. So, but nice. you know, if you're going to take 15 photos, that's thirty dollars. Yeah. And if you, you know, if you have people that just kind of randomly take pictures of, you know, oh look at the here's here's a pretty flower. Boom, there's one. Here's you know yeah. whatever, right? Uh, you know, a, a cat picture. They take mm -hmm. a picture of a cat, and then before you know it, it's mm -hmm. it's gone, right? And then you get to shake it like a Polaroid picture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. What about you, Colin? Uh, so for me, you know, I'm, I'm going to go a little more recent and, you know, it's sort of, it's sort of more because I don't, I don't understand why it died. And I always thought it was a cool idea. Um, you know, we, the connect or the Wii technology where you were the controller. Yes. You know, they were big for a while and then they disappeared. I can second and, that. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was a great way, you know, you could, you could play, you know, a, a whole set of games with your family and your kids and we're sort of you know, Uber experience, and it just seems to have died. I mean, I, you know, I yeah. don't think um, that, you know, the Connect got, Connect got bought by Apple, right? Or the, the right, it was not, yeah, the Connect technology was a Microsoft, Microsoft. OEM, no, no, yeah, the Microsoft OEM, OEM bit from an Israeli company who got bought by Apple, Apple to build Face That's ID. That's why it died. Uh, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. But that died. And then, um, you know, and we stopped and this whole, you know, I always thought it was a great way to be much more interactive and, you know, much more ergonomically friendly as you played some of these games. And, you know, not all games work that way, but a lot of them, you know, could have. And it's, just, you know, I, just, I don't understand why it died because it was certainly a hit for a long time. And I don't know if it, you know, it just burned through the popularity and, and we yeah. went back, to it, we went back to being, you know, only the traditional gamers who could play with, you know, with, with a with a keyboard or a controller, and everybody else went back to doing something else. Well, I, I think now now people when they look at that, they want they, it's not just kind of the the fun of being you know physically involved in whatever the game is, whether you're playing tennis or doing bowling or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. But but now it's kind of the VR perspective yeah. of it as well, where it's like, I don't want to just watch myself on a TV. I want to put on a pair of goggles. And when I turn my head left to right, it looks like the entire room is spinning from, from left to right. So I think, you know, that's the other piece of it. But then it's a different experience, right? Because yeah. then, like, you're playing more of a team sport with, with you know, the people that are with you in, in the room. So it's, you know, more of a Pictionary type of an experience where, again, everything is kind of you know, physical in front yeah. of you versus everything being virtual and, you know, being, you know, everybody is a, is a mm -hmm. caricature or, a, um, you know, their, whatever their, uh, their emoji is for uh, a particular yeah. pr presentation. Yeah, we had a connect to the house and I can tell you, I had what, I think a two year old and a four year old when I, when I bought in because it looks so cool. It was just something I couldn't, couldn't resist. Right. And and they were kicking my butt at video games like mm -hmm. within weeks. <laughs> that's not something you can say about um, about traditional kind of methods of gaming, and yeah. and they definitely fell in love with it. And we were a much they were much more active 
at that age group, um, you know, doing little dancing games and, you know, age appropriate mm-hmm. stuff, but still, uh, but still moving around in the house a lot more and, and doing things together as a family was super fun. And yeah, to Scott's point now, um, now the one that was four has, has a Oculus, uh, quest, right? Yeah. And, and he's doing that whole immersive experience. It still makes me motion sick. Like <laughs> I well, can't but, participate, but, but it's still cool. But I think it's different. Like to your point, Melissa, those controllers, you know, those things where, where they read you and you were the controller yeah. were expansive. Anybody could play. My mother could play, yes. you know, as well as the young kids, we could all get in together. Everybody could play. When you get to something that's, you know, the more, more VR you get, the more equipment you get, you, it's, it's actually, it's, it's highly exclusive. It's only yes. a certain type of person, et cetera. And so that's sort of what, what I sort of lament about it is, you know, again, we, again, my, you know, I still keep a, a Wii around with the games because when, when my brother comes for Christmas with his kids, they, we, we can all play that together and it's, a, it's an open experience. Um, even though it's getting harder and harder to connect it to, to modern electronics. Um, but, you know, it's, that's the one thing we can do. And like, I think all these newfangled VR things are, are highly restrictive and highly exclusive and, you know, elitist in some ways, you know, it's, yeah, you not know, very it's expensive. Family. It's ex- not very family family. They're not social. They're, they're, they're very different. It's yeah. They're they they appeal to, and yeah, they appeal, they appeal to a more traditional gamer, which is you know, yeah. a gamer market. Right? So. But again, I think maybe that's what they found is that they're, you know, for a while, these opened up a market and they sort of disappeared. But yeah. So I had a I had a couple other things on because like yeah, I, no, no, round two, yeah. Go well, ahead. no, I, like so I have like like I have five different things and I'm not going to burn mm-hmm. through all, all five different things. So I want I want to bring up uh, two for historical reference and then the the one that I really do want to bring up. So one one that one piece of technology that I missed throwback is is the watch, right? The traditional good old fashioned <laughs> watch, not not a you know a uh, a um, um, a Fitbit or or an Apple Watch mm-hmm. or you know something that's that's a wearable piece of technology. I just like kind of the classic look of a of a regular old watch and a, especially one that doesn't require batteries and you have to remember to wind it because especially nowadays you know when you decide to put that nice watch on and you look at it and you realize that you haven't worn it in you know three months because the date is like so <laughs> far off. It's like ooh I have to wind this up and. So watchers one. The other one that I really miss is I miss newspapers. I, I miss newspapers not for getting news, right? Not even that angle of it. But I used to always get um, the newspaper as a kid, and even when I when I you know was in, was in college and graduated college, I always got the newspaper delivered because one of my favorite things to read was the comics, right? And you look now. There's a million places where you can go to get the news, right? Depending on what you want to read and what you're looking at, whether it's sports, whether it's politics, whatever. There's a bajillion sites out there, and it's free, and you know you can get whatever information you want. But you really can't get the comics. And when I say the comics, yeah, you can go out and you can get, you know, the reprints of you know older Calvin and Hobbes and, and you know the Dilberts and all of that stuff. But there's like no new comics that are that are coming out so i kind of i kind of miss that with you know the storyline that kind of would thread through you know the days and the weeks and the months for the for the different characters but good thing those are the two i didn't want to talk about i'm very talkative tonight uh the third one that i want to talk to and and it's because of really last night is when you're is um movie animation right so if you look at you know kind of the older films that were done so me and the kids we've been watching a lot of older movies that have you know, kind of the hardcore, you know, old-fashioned animation and special effects where, you know, you can see the wires and, and those types of things to, you know, the CGI now. And and it's great when you when you watch an old movie with somebody that has only seen kind of the, the highly produced, 
super awesome, the just the high res of of you know some of the the, the newer movies that that are animated that that are coming out. But then you go back and you know you put on you know an old Chippendale or a Donald Duck or something like that, and they're like, oh my god. So I, I miss I miss those. And, and the reason why I want to bring that up is, you know, I watched uh, Mulan um, the other the other night. So there were things I liked about it. The only thing that I really didn't like about it was the kind of the the consumption model that they had in place, right? So yeah, okay, I have to have Disney Plus. Okay, I can bite off on on, on you know going back to, to Disney Plus because going back, it, you got off Disney Plus. Well, as soon as as soon as the Mandalorian was over, we had Same. burned through. I was, was going to say stuff. the next season is coming. It's coming. So that so yeah. in my mind, I rationalized. Okay, seven bucks. I'm going to have to fire this oh. up again. So I I was able to do that. But then they got you for thirty dollars to I forget what they were, but they didn't call it buying. Premium, yeah. Whatever yeah. it was, the premium service. So now you could watch yeah. it anytime you want, which means you basically in the day you had to, you know, buy the buy the movie and then you would you would download. So I wasn't I wasn't thrilled about that, but I really loved the movie because I went into it and I had no expectations. I didn't see the the animated version. I really didn't hear much about how good or bad of a movie. I, matter of fact, the only reason why I even knew about it is because because Colin had mentioned on one of the podcasts that. Uh, Mulan was coming out, and he was curious to see how well that would would do. So anyway, yeah. I, I spent the money, and and I thought it was I really thought it was great. And and what I describe it as, and I won't I won't spoil it, but it was kind of like watching Rise of Skywalker, but but without lightsabers, right? That's the best analogy I can give in terms of kind of like the characters and the storyline, and just it was good. It was a it was a it was a fun movie to uh to to watch and. You know, had just the right amount of action, and it made sense. You could tell that they really thought about kind of the overall story arc and, and, and the characters. So, so I thought that was good. So those were yeah. that, that was my list of things. So I ran a lot the last week. So that's what I think yeah. about when I'm out there. You know, in the yeah. in the hot air and humidity. No, I mean I, two things. I'm actually I, I I never really got into the the animated version of Mulan. Um, unfortunately, um, but two things, two things. I, I, I actually want to see it succeed because of the business model, because I actually, there's a certain set of movies I want to be able to buy, you know, I'll pay 30 bucks for a movie rather than going, you know, with, you know, a couple of people's movie theater and the popcorn and everything else. Yeah. You know, I may pay a little more, but for the privacy of my own home and not having to deal with that and parking at the mall or whatever it is, I will Pausing. totally pay 30 bucks for that. Yeah. So I Rewind. want, yeah, be, yeah, exactly. Be able to stop, get up and go to the bathroom, not lose something, you know, when you're like, you know, you know, an hour, two and a half of, of um, <laughs> yes. the last Avengers movie, and that giant soda that I always get has now worked its way through, <laughs> and, my, yeah. and my bladder is pumping me. It's like, yeah, so what the fuck did I miss? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I, I, yeah, no. I'm totally for that. Um, so um, I, I want to see that business model succeed. I don't think it has to be for everything, but I think, you know, um, it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, part of the reason it, ha- it hasn't to date is movie theaters have threatened to stop showing um, things in film if they don't have uh, a certain window before they appear on streaming or other services and so see i i don't um, i i think it's, they're desperate enough now to, to do it so let's see if they hold through when, i when it comes i think there. they've i so i i get the business model of them wanting you to have a subscription service and then charge a premium for that but i think 30 bucks is is kind of high right and you know, I pay the thirty, and people are going to pay the thirty. But I think you're going to have a lot of people. I think for every person that looks at that and says, you know, it, 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 oh, geez, it's thirty dollars to do this. I think there are at least two to three other people that look at that and say, oh, I'll, I'll wait until it's you know on sale for five ninety nine because I'm going to go watch you know whatever it is. Yeah. But uh, are those people going to a movie theater to see that right. movie? Probably not, right? 
How much would it cost you to take the girls to see Mulan? Like, yeah, I, so, but, 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 but here's the thing is when we do $8 that, $8 a ticket for the three of you. Right? Yeah. But, but, but I don't think we would ever look at it as, because then it's, it's a night out. We're going to go out. We're going to go do something. We're probably going to get something to eat. We're going to, you know, so it's, it's, you know, it's a, it's a four or five hours out of the house to go do something fun. Versus this, where we're watching something, there's nothing good on, let's go ahead and, and, and put a movie. Because literally, it's not like we sat there and said, hey, let's all sit down at you know 7 o'clock on Wednesday night and we're going to watch a movie. There was no plan involved in it. It was just kind of sitting there. And again, I think people, when they look at that, they would say, and again, don't get me wrong, you get whatever you can get for it. But I, I just think the price point for that is going to be... You know, too high, and and you know, you got it's only been out for a couple of weeks. So Scott, you you can I always disagree. lower the price. You can always lower the price. It's harder to raise it. So I yeah, think, you know, I... I think I think thirty may be at the top end of the range, but again, long term, when when you know, if and when things go back to normal and movie theaters you know open fully, etc. Um, you know, but you, you're you're targeting a different market, and that way they can sort of justify it against movie theaters say, hey, uh, if you want the person who wants the budget constant, you know, the yeah. primary, you know, when I worked for the, the consulting work for Master Foods and Mars, they would say, they call it the primary grocery shopper, right? The primary, you know, that sort of the value-oriented grocery shopper thing, the value-oriented moviegoer will go to the theater, right? Or, or the person who wants the collective experience. But for someone who wants that sort of, you know, elite premium experience, who's invested in their home theater, et cetera, you know, you know, they're willing to pay, you know, I'm, I'm willing to pay 30, you know, 30 bucks for, I will pay 30 bucks for June when it comes out, which I don't know if you have yes. seen the show so, before. Yeah, yeah, oh, I think, oh well, God, so that's, but that's a, but that's a different, I think that's a different target audience for this. So let me, let me, let me put on my, my marketing hat and, and push back a little. Let's, let's oh, pretend. Let's, let's push on let's, back let's, because uh, I've got the other side of this argument. Like let's online. pretend. <laughs> <laughs> Let's pretend we're, we're we're sitting in a windowless conference room right now. We've got the LCD projector on, and we've got you know the three-year-old cost-reduced laptop fired up. It's really warm in there. There's no water, and we're having a a a marketing debate. Okay, my counterpoint to the price for that is for this type of movie, and I get there are things that are worth more or less, but for something like this, where you really are targeting more of that family type of an audience to come at this. I think if you can get out and you can get more people viewing it when it's first release and create interest in that word of mouth to say, because for this, this is a really good movie. Okay. I think people are going to see this movie and, and people are going to like it. That said, there's a lot of crap that will get yeah. released and that'll get thrown into that $30 bucket as well. Right. And yeah. people are going to look, I didn't see Bill and Ted's. I don't know what it is. And I know that they wanted the 30 bucks for it. I don't know. But, but I, my point being that, well, if it was 15 and you got twice as many people to watch it in the first week and now you have everybody saying to their friends, hey, did you see Mulan or did you see this? And then you get more of that, you know, that that um, yeah. that what am I trying to do here? I'm trying to show, you know, things kind of uh, taking off or, or that the elevation, the spike yeah. versus trying to ride the tail, you know, but I, but I think I, I think I, I think. Go ahead, Melissa. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry. I disagree in that, you know, anytime my kids are obsessed about a movie coming out, it's 200 bucks. Like, in, in old world, it's 200 bucks for me for a night of a movie I know I'm not going to enjoy. Like... <laughs> It's a, it's a two hundred. It's a two hundred dollar nap. It's, right? it's a two hundred dollar nap. <laughs> yeah. Where where I'm like, Ugh. but under this model, like thirty bucks all day every day. Like, how do you get to two hundred? Yeah. By the way. Um, family of five going out to the movie theater, popcorn and soda. Done. Wow. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
200 bucks because uh, movies here are 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 15 a seat um in most places now so so already (laughs) are there adult are there at least adult (laughs) beverages included in that 200 hundred dollar price point please tell me so not usually no oh that is sad (laughs) oh so you so you're sneaking it in you're going in with the flask right yeah there you go okay (laughs) well then (laughs) so then you're saving money so you can pay for for the crappy ones and then for the great ones you always have that wonder like okay please don't don't be one of those where the audience members are just going to wreck this and i'm not going to hear it or they're going to make you know they're going to take me out of the moment right so I, i would pay for i would pay that fee all day long yeah, I, and again, I, th- I think, you, Scott, what the problem you're thinking about is, is you're conflating two different user types. You're conflating someone who wants, you know, a value movie with someone who wants a premium experience. Do you have the IDC and, data and, to back that up? I'm sure I do. <laughs> I bet we could find it. I and, and, and I'm, and I'm, I'm sure <laughs> I have unreleased IDC let me, data that someone on my team can email to 750,000 people right let me, now. Let me, uh, let me Google it. Oh, look, a, a new Magic yeah. Quadrant has just come out. Wow, <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen this one before. Did you hear that, Did you hear that Melissa? <laughs> Looks new. I, so, I some, someone, someone, someone may or may not have sent out an unreleased Magic Quadrant to 750,000 people in Salesforce last Oof. night. <laughs> <Oof>. Oops. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yep. Now, now for the folks, the folks that don't that don't follow us and don't understand what that means, it's kind of like you know you have the next you know so Gartner they do all this industry analysis and they publish these reports and they're highly valued by both like the vendors. Reports. It's like consumer reports. It's like it's, consumer reports. And, and that will lock you in in terms of whether you know you're yeah. you're somebody you're that well people are gonna, or not. Yeah. Or, that's basically what it is. And in leaking that report before it's actually announced, it's kind of like taking you know the next Star Wars sequel or Star Trek sequel or pick your sequel of choice and putting it on the internet and just saying hey. Download yeah. this for free, right? Yeah. It's kind it's of the same thing. It's a resume thing. generating event. Yes. <laughs> oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's what we call a CLM. Yes. Career limiting move. Yes. Oh, so man. Not only did you do it, but you did it to seven hundred and fifty thousand people. Oh. So there's there's all the there's all these spam implications of that as well. So Hope, it's, hopefully, it's, it's, it's not going to win. Hopefully, the bright side is that at least it was a positive report. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. I guess. Oh. Yeah, okay. I, yeah, well, good. Yeah. Oh boy! All right. Well, I'm gonna go spend more no, so money. The on other one, the other, what, was, what was my second one? I was looking for my notes here. I can't find them. Um, oh, that's what it was. You know what? I really wish I had. What's that? And I will. And if anyone's listening and has them, I will pay top dollar for them. I really miss standalone mini MP3 players. Yes, like I'm with you iPod, on that. Mine iPod was the shuffle, iPod the, Nano. The iPod, yes. The, 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 the yes. I had the shuffle, the shuffle, the single button shuffle, you know, yes. the little teeny one yeah. you clip on. You know, yeah. like, I miss the shuffle some, too. Sometimes yeah. when, when you're out for a run or you're biking, I don't need my phone, but I want my music. Okay. Yeah. So Just I a have a tiny when, little and, thing too. Yeah, like that shuffle was like so six, perfect. Yeah, when you're going 60 miles on a bike. Um, and you know, and that's you know several hours, four, five, six hours. I just need the tiny shuffle, battery efficient, go right. I know it's a niche use case now, and you know I'm a, I get I get I'm not the primary user for this, but I miss it. I miss having that you know be able to just play music nonstop, go preserve battery life indefinitely. Planes too, great trip for planes too, exactly. So low key, and and there was none of this. I know what you're gonna do with your data kind of stuff happening yes. with mm-hmm. that. 
Like yeah. what you put on it was what was there. <laughs> and you didn't have to worry about the plane rides or being offline yeah. or, or running. Yeah. And into it sucked a occasionally. Spot. If you wanted music, you had to sync it. That sucked. But you know, it's like, but Hey, it was yeah, all, it was it. all free. Cause you just get it off at Napster, right? You just go out and download it. Did I, did I even tell you guys what, what, what I realized I was mature. When's that? I really, when I was mature, when I had more um, digital media that I owned than I had pirated. <laughs> Yes. Like, once I crossed the fifty percent line, that's okay. I'm mature. I'm, I've really I'm, made it. Yes. I really made it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh yeah. And, then, and for a while, I still I would still do stuff because you couldn't get it. Like, oh, there's some European thing. And by the way, I hate freaking, you know, region encoding um, and other things. You know, it's like, yes. it's like I want to buy it. Let me buy it. Let me give you my money. I don't shouldn't have to like, you know. Oh no, it's not available in the U.S. You can only get this in in Hong Kong. It's like, really? VPN but, time. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Let me give you, but that's, you know, the legacy of country by country specific rules. Yeah. So yeah, cool. But I am. Well, so you have any others on your list? You took mine. <laughs> so mine was going to oh, be sorry. the shuffle too. Legit. It's, oh, okay. it's fine. Um, love that thing. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think this has been really fun. Yeah. Yeah. We're actually at the top of the hour, right? Yeah. Just about. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. So what's so, Scott, what? Yes. From, so what's next, Scott? So, you're next, right? So we have we have episode 19, and, and as always, I did put a decent amount of thought. This is like what I spend half of my um, my time. Not, did the flies I, in my office go I, to yours? Yeah, well, I've, I've been so. catching flies here so. all the time. It's just randomly showed up. I Please think that's it. It's, it's this. Did I, did I, did I tell you the story? I was fear. filming a video um, with an analyst, and we were recording, and we we're doing. You know, we had this setup. And, a, and like a fly kept buzzing around. I'm ignoring it. I'm ignoring it, trying not to slap it because I'm on camera recording. And then while he was speaking, it was on my nose. <laughs> oh. And I'm like, like, and I didn't do anything because like, I was hoping that they're going to use the cut of him, but I'm like, I'm like trying to blow it off subtly. Yeah. So I'm actually catching these flies here. I'm to film some video tomorrow. So, yeah. so was this a, was this uh, filmed at a conference? No, no, this was, this was about a month ago. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Cause I remember there was, it's a COVID. there was a, there was a conference. I think the three of us were at years and years ago and uh, they had a similar problem where they had the, uh, the video recording happening at the back of the conference hall, kind of like where they kept like the, you know, the, the, the area where they fed everybody and there were just these massive amounts of flies. And so as everybody was up there doing their, um, um, their video work under the hot lights, you had all of these flies just buzzing around, but it was the same thing. It looked. It looked like a horror movie, you know, something, you know, out of the, you know, um, not the birds, but the bugs, if you would, just attacking mm. people. But anyway, okay, so onward. Um, okay, so I have a, a couple of things that I want to wrap on here. Um, so for the next episode, so I, I, I thought about it, it'll be episode 19, and it will be epic. And so I think the title for episode 19 will be The Judgment Zone, Okay. Where if you look at, you know, what we do as a podcast, we are very open-minded, free-spirited, you know, caring, kind, you know, loving people. And we don't, we don't generally. I like how we are in real life. (laughs) (laughs) So let's blend the two. So for the next episode, we are going to judge and we're going to judge two things, right? From a wine perspective, we are going to, we are going to drink something that if we were to serve it to other people, you would be concerned—not concerned, but you would you would 
you would want to know, you would do it because of how you were being judged. So that could be something like going to Trader Joe's and getting two buck Chuck and serving that and having somebody think, oh, geez, he only paid $2 for this bottle of wine versus serving it and having somebody say, oh, she's so cool. She gets this, you know, two buck Chuck and, you know, she's, you know, in, you know, this environmentalist that's, you know, something that you are going to serve to somebody as a wine were you good, worry about being judged? Not good or bad. So like I, yeah, I'm so having pe- I'm having yeah. I'm having people yeah. over, so I'm gonna go, I'm gonna get a hundred dollar bottle of silver oak. And you know, half the people there are gonna drink it and they're gonna have no idea that this is a hundred dollar bottle of silver oak, but there will be one or two people there that are gonna look at this and say, top shelf, they know what they're doing at, at this location. Or it could be, hey, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna get, you know, the um, the Costco um um, what is it? Kirkland uh, Signature I'm gonna, I'm Magnum gonna, bottles. I'm gonna yes. get. I'm gonna get the Kirkland <laughs> Signature, and if it's in a box, I'm gonna get in the box, and I'm gonna. And then how how would you get judged of that? So it, it could be good or bad if you want to do something that's on the higher end where you're trying to impress somebody, as well as oh, I'm gonna serve this because it's decent wine, but I know people are gonna look at this and they're gonna shake their head. So it's about picking a wine that you would be judged on, good, bad, indifferent, but there will be a judgment based on the type of wine that you're serving. So that should be a fun one, right? The second part is we're going to judge other people, (laughs) right? So um, a quick story. So I I got my mom a laptop last week, and it it came in at the end of the week, and so um, I gave it to her on Saturday. So basically every day this week, uh, you know, we've had service tickets opened up. Everything from I can't find, I can't make the at sign work. How do I make it work? You have to hold the shift key down and press number two to I don't know how to turn it off to, you know, anything you can imagine. I had to go do a house call in order to enter the network password so that I could get her on her home router because we couldn't. We had FaceTime going, and we had everybody involved, and we just couldn't get the, the – it took literally three clicks in order to do that. So I started thinking, well, you know, when you're talking to somebody, how do you, how do you judge somebody on whether or not they're, they're tech savvy or, or not, right? So one of, the, one of the things that I do, and, and you guys can absolutely appreciate this, is when you talk about megabytes and gigabytes and just, just storage capacities, if you ask the question, is that base 10 or is that base 2? If they don't know what you're talking about – they're not a storage person, right? Because, you know, base 10 <laughs> is obviously 1,000, 2,000, 4,000, <laughs> versus 1024, 248, right? I, so I, I wrote something recently, and someone, someone came back and, and took the E off, and, you know, P-I-B-E. <laughs> um, so no, it's, not E, they put the, no, no, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, P, they took the I off. They took the I off. They're like, you know, it should be, it should be PB, you know. Like, you know uh, no, it's PIB. <laughs> yes, yes. Ah, okay. No, so, no, no, no. so, so, so again, so, you know, what are the things that when you're talking to somebody and you're trying to figure out, you know, is this, is this person a technologist or not? What are some of the, the questions that, that you would mm-hmm. ask, right? So, you know, one of the oh things is... Oh, my God, the shade. Yo, God, well, <laughs> this so, is dangerous. So that's what I... So we, we made it. We made it to 19 episodes. We may not make it to 20, but I thought it would be fun to, you know, how we judge other people or how we get judged based on the wine as well as how we mm-hmm. judge others um, based on their, their technical acumen. Right, so I figured that those would be two fun things. And now that we're 51 minutes into the recording, I want to, you know, take something up with everybody. So we have a, a a loyal listener to the podcast, and I caught a little bit of shade from this individual because apparently others have mentioned him on the podcast, and I guess for some reason I haven't. 
and there was something put out in the Twitter sphere about <laughs> why I have not uh, mentioned his name on the podcast. It was just in that one episode you hadn't yes. mentioned. So right. Yes. So. I'm not going to mention his name on the episode, but what I'm going to do is when we is when we tweet it out, I'm going to tell him he has to wait until minute 51, and we talk. I talk about him. I won't say whether or not I mention his name because now I'm not going to mention his name because I don't I don't know. So anyway, so there's there's payback That's for evil. that. So That's evil. We're on a roll today, right? We're on a roll. Yeah. It's the bubbly. I think it's the bubbly. The bubbles are going right yeah. to the. Um, Right, right to the bad side. Mm-hmm. So tiny bubbles. Yes. I don't know. I don't know if you saw that Scott that I posted earlier today. Yes. Uh, I did. I said it was going to be a. I said it was going to be a Don Ho kind of night. Oh yes, yes, yes. I did. I did see that. I didn't get the reference. Yeah. I looked and I said he's not wearing a Hawaiian shirt, and so I, I completely. I knew that. I knew it was about bubbles, but I thought yeah. cool. the Don Ho thing was more of a, a Hawaiian yeah. thing. Anyway, bubbles, whatever. Yeah. All right. Cool. Okay. No, that sounds fun. We're going to do a shady night. Yep. Yes. Shade, shade, shade would shade. Well, judgment, judgment. Shade, shade means it's going to be bad. And I think, you know, judgment, there's good judging and there's bad judging, right? There's good judging. Oh, this person's a good parent. Oh, this person, you know, is, is real dedicated and somebody we can count on when something needs to get done. And then there's the, you know, don't give this person access to the email list because they're likely to take confidential material and email it out to the world, right? There's all kinds of things that people get. Yeah, yeah we can talk idea. about the two beers and a puppy test. It'll be fun. My bigger test is what am I? I don't know. S- I don't know that test. Okay. <laughs> now I got to yeah. figure out what I'm going to send you guys next week, right? So we got we got we got vinyl and we got dent puller. So um, I'm going to have to do some more work on that, but. Cool. I'm sure something sitting out by the fire will become top of mind, and I'll be like, oh, look, this is cool. They'll think this is funny. So be, pre- be prepared for random shit to show up in the mailbox over the next, I don't know, however many episodes. Cool. Excellent. The fly went well, back to you, I see. You got the fly back. Yeah, the fly he, went back left, to me. The fly he left me. me. He's yeah, back yeah, over yeah. to you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> help me. Help me. Sorry. Um, <laughs> really old throwback reference. Um, anyhow... Um, um so thanks everybody for joining us um and that was a great podcast and thank you and we will see you next week same bad time same bad channel um and we will do um, we'll do you know shade and and judgy wine which would be really interesting Excellent. cool well thanks thanks for everybody uh, have a good night um everybody else set off peace out thank you thank you thank you good tech good morning